Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. They said we would never be back. Nick, we've got a special guest with us this evening. Please introduce away. Yes. On today on the podcast, we've got Jake Simpkin. Yes. 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 Now, and to the listeners, some of the listeners might have heard of you. Um, you know, like we said, the legendary Jake Simpkin, because a lot of reasons why. But, and you've got a lot of stories. But, f- but first, I want to say ha- how I met you, and, it, and it's weird, right? It is, it, it's kind of weird because I, I just sent you a message out of the blue. Hey, brother, do you want to come on this podcast, right? Because Brett says to me, he goes, man, who do we know that knows motorbikes or whatever? Turns out we're full of lamos, right? We don't know any... any all our <laughs> friends are dorks. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they all write poetry on the weekend yeah, yeah, and sip yeah. Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah, they, they ride scooters and stuff. Not that that's bad, but, you know. And then um, I was trying to rack my brain. I'm like, who do I know? And I was like... I remember I'm, there was a, the wide of the Mark premiere, right? And they said, do you want to do a meet-up? We'll all ride our motorbikes to this, to this place and then, you know, we'll hang out. I didn't know anybody. I rocked up. It, you know, there's all these motorbikes there. It's that place in Northcote. What's it called? Um, oh, or Preston? What's that um, place? Uh, Abrazzo Cafe? No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Italian. It's like a motorbike repairs custom. Oh, yeah, it's a motorbike repair store. What is the name of it? Yeah. Anyway, they were yeah, nice dudes. Place. Anyway, everyone rocks up on... on oh, Benzina. Benzina. Benzina Cafe. That's it. Yep. Cool place. Yep. And had some really cool classic retro bikes. I rock up and uh, everyone rocks up on pretty cool bikes, nice bikes. Then you rock up on what could be described as a real weird piece of shit that I loved. <laughs> like, I loved you know, it. You know, like every Uber yeah. like rider yeah. and stuff stops. Like people stop and take photos of my bike. So, yeah. you know, as weird as it kind of looks like, yeah. yeah, people love it. So, oh, man, it's uh, so cool. Is it it's rough as guts? I haven't yeah. seen it. Is it is it something out of Mad Max or something? It, or? Man, it, close enough. Yeah. Really? And, and the cool, the thing I loved about it the most, man, not a real common model. Like is a KLR 300 or something oh, no, like that? It's a, KLE 500, so even yeah. making it even more sort of um, niche. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So KLR, at least everybody's got one, but a KLE is like, you know, a bit more slimline, yeah. um, smaller tank. Yeah. Um, kind of like an adventure bike, but not really because it's, um, what's it called? It's fenders down low, so it catches mud and gets fucked up. Yeah. Um, when you're taking it off-road. Yeah. Um, especially like, you know, you're going Tulangi and stuff. But I still beat everybody else that had DRZ, so... Yeah. Um, goes the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's what I liked about it. I'm like, this guy's no bullshit. Like, uh, He's not fucking Not that around. everyone else was bullshit. You know, they had nice bikes and everything, but I was like, this guy... I don't know. I, I've got a feeling about him. I've got a feeling when he's you, When you see a war pig, you're like, this is it. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. I yeah. also, like, something attracts, like, something that you and I did, something, something I, I, I bought my bike uh, from Bendigo for two grand, XT600, you know? And I, something about making with what you got. Like, you obviously, how did you stumble on this KLE 300, man? Well, the KLE 500, um, yeah, 500. actually, Sorry, still to this day, actually belongs to my friend Benny. Um, Benny, uh, he sort of had the bike, didn't, um, he didn't really actually enjoy riding and he wanted to make a custom bike, but he didn't, he wasn't really into making custom bikes. So it was just left as the shop bike that didn't have any speedometer or anything on it or (laughs) just, there was no fairings. He lost the fairings, so they went somewhere. (laughs) So it was like, oh, well, I'll just make it as it is. So I just got bits of pieces of steel um, and just cut it in and made my side fairings and... 
didn't really need a speedo. You just use your phone, just stick the squad lock, get the app. Are you Nick Kappa Jr.? This sounds like something that makes you froth because yeah. his speedo doesn't work. And then every time I go, oh, man, I bought these bigger foot pegs for like 80 bucks. Nick's like, man, just get me an angle grinder. I'll make him. I'm like, you, you live in Abbotsford. There's nowhere where you can make him. But yeah, if you had yeah. a shit, I know you would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love making shit. Love having a crazy fucking weird bike, you know, and that that's what you got. You got a one in a million bike. So, yeah. and then I lived near I lived near Custom Commune, and I'd walk past to go to Moondog, and sometimes you'd be out there having a beer, and I'd stop and have a chat. Hey, mate, got any rides lately? And then um, yeah, and then uh, you'd tell me all the good tracks. So then I I was like, how do I get onto this guy? I don't even know his name. And then I looked through. I stalked you on the Custom Commune Instagram. For those who don't know, Custom Commune, it's a great idea. You can, you can book a, a workshop space there and go and work on a motorbike. And I stalked you and I was like, okay, this Jake guy, that's him. That's the guy. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I, I messaged you and then you, you said you'd come on the podcast. So, man, I don't know where to start with you. Like, take us through, how many bikes you got at the moment? How did you get into motorbikes? Oof, how did I get into motorbikes? I was yeah. into motorbikes when I was a kid. In fact, my dad, um, he had like a Norton Commando. Um, met my Oof. mother in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, I pretty much was like inside her belly riding around yeah. um, on a motorbike. So I kind of gave that love for motorbikes. So I had a motorbike when I was about 16, 17, dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what kind? Uh, I think it was an XR. Oh, nice. XR oh. 600, yeah. Absolute machine. My so, dad had one of those as well. He sold it because the gearbox was playing up. And I've regretted it every day since. You know, I was like, oh, such a great bike. Probably worth know? 12 grand now. Oh, or something. man. Yeah. I tried to buy it back and yeah, 10 grand. Yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt, uh, uh, I think you'd be mates with him as well. Matty Mack, he's got two XR600s, doesn't he? The, uh, uh, yep. Yeah. Mack, he, he raced yeah, one in the Fink. Legend. And yeah. uh, we, I, was, I watched the whole Fink race, but you can only see the start and the end. But I loved that. I was like, man, the XR is coming out. It's going to be sweet. You know what I mean? He's probably going to be at the end. And then he just goes off the line. He just smokes every. Everyone, and then just does this massive jump and I was like oh yeah he's still fucking sick and Matty Mac you know what I mean <laughs> he got the whole shot I can't I know, believe it yeah, he yeah. Just did this massive jump as well and then I, I, I frothed over because his hands were so cut up um, after the first leg, like he had no skin left on his hands, but then still keep racing the next day. And I was like, hell yeah, brother. It's crazy, man, because, um, you know, uh, uh, Brett and I, like, not to brag, you know, we do comedy and we've met Australia's biggest comedians, sometimes the world's biggest comedians. But it was a great night for me, that wide of the mark premiere, when I got to meet Maddie Mack, <laughs> the oh, dirt yeah. bike photographer. <laughs> I was bowled over. You know, I was like, whoa, you're the guy, you know. And then uh, tracking you down, man, I'm like, whoa. He's, I said to Brett, he's coming on the podcast. You know, like we're way more excited to meet motorbike heads than we are to meet big celebrities. It's you know? true, we are for <laughs> I mean, we just talk about motorbikes. I mean, that's what I talk about motorbikes. And like, yeah. my wife kind of says, Oh, what are you thinking about? Mm. Motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love you and I'm thinking about our future together. Yeah. <laughs> but motorbikes. The motorbikes. The motorbikes. I'm, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking about riding my Harley with uh, my chopper, with you on the back holding on to me, and we've got the baby also in between middle, and, you know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's about. beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That should be the re- 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 rewording. That's all that matters is the fact that you're there. It doesn't matter that there's a motorbike involved, you know. <laughs> well, she likes sitting on the back of a motorbike, and oh, really? that's a good thing. I've learned my lesson, though, so... If you do have a, a woman who's kind of into motorbikes, do not buy her 
your own motorbike mm. and let her become really independent because then she'll realise that she wants to be really independent and leave you. Oh, and then right. you spend all this money buying a brand new motorbike for her. Yeah. <laughs> so so the what tip is to, me. to always make sure she's riding shotgun on the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. My part, we, uh, we, we, my partner and I got drunk the other night at a dinner party and we left the car at a friend's house. And I, I threw the notion in the air rather than spending $40 on an Uber she can get on the back if she likes and uh, absolutely was shut down straight away. So I'm fine, Ben. I'm really fine, you know. <laughs> um, so, man, you kept – now, did you ever take a break from when you rode dirt bikes as a kid and then you realised that you loved motorbikes or you've just always had them all the way through? I did have a break with, for a short time where on the motorbike that I was in, um, on and stuff, when I was yeah. about 18 or so, I was driving on the highway, it was raining – Truck didn't see me and uh, pushed into me and I hit the safety barrier and I probably slid for about 20 metres or so oh, on my back. Jesus. Um, and flipped around, but my bike was just gone. And I stood up straight away and went, fuck, that really fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, I just was knocked out solid. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, Jesus. Passed out. Passed out for like, you know, like whatever. I ended up being in the ambulance like, oh. Yeah. Oh, so you woke oh, up yeah. and you're in the ambulance. Yeah. Oh, Fuck, that would man. freak me out. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, whenever I ride past a semi, that's the first thing I think of. Like, what if they don't see me? So that's a, that's a nightmare come true, you know? It's yeah. crazy. So, but, yeah, um, what well, you took a break after that? Well, I took a small break from that and I end up so end up working in film and TV, was yeah. a cinematographer, worked on movies, music videos. Mm -hmm. um, and then the tsunami happened in Banda Aceh. And I went over there to do humanitarian work um, and just work on photography um, and photograph what was happening there. Um, and there was all these scooters and bikes and it just seemed like the easiest way to go around. Yeah. So it was like, I just jump back on it and like, fuck, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> riding, riding's in my blood. You know, yeah. BM, yeah. I rode BMXs all through my life. I rode BMXs yeah. when I was like two years old mm, you know, mm. without the handlebars and stuff, riding through sewer drains. Um, yeah. So I just figured, well, fi fuck, why not? And then um, there was a documentary about women's rights around the world. And I worked on this documentary. I finished my stay at India and I was meant to go back and I decided, well, fuck it. I'm just going to stay in India. I, I love this book, Shantaram. So I yeah, kind of just too, wanted man. to... Man, I worked on that when it was here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a lighting technician as well. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I it, was, it was a really beautiful film. I can't wait to see it. Well, yeah. it looked great. I don't know whether it's been pulled <laughs> off quite, quite yet, but... It, the book was huge, hey. The but book was massive. It was, you know, crazy, uh, crazy life that they led. And I think, it, I think it sent a lot of people to India. Yeah. You know, it did. Yeah, yeah. Well, the book basically, I mean, I just maybe reinforced that I wanted to live my life. I didn't want to have this boring mm. life in Australia, just making films, making movies. Mm. And, you know, I was making movies about other people's lives and stuff when, you know, you could end up being this character that sits at a bar in a pub and you just got thousands of fucking stories and people just go, fuck, you have lived a life. I go, yeah. Man, we are, we are kindred <laughs> spirits, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> Except so I never had the, the boring life or never built any savings or uh, <laughs> yeah, any type of uh, what um, uh, fucking qualifications behind me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that yeah. And I'm struggling now because yeah, yeah. now that I'm a married man and yeah, um, yeah. I have a baby on the way, it's like, fuck, I didn't save any money whatsoever. <laughs> but I lived a fucking great life. Yeah, yeah, but you can't take money with you. I mean, you can't take good stories with your ease, I mm. suppose. But, I mean, I'd rather have good stories than money. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you, you've, you're in India and then what happened then? In India... 
um, I sold my ticket uh, going back home, bought yeah. a Royal Infield um, oh. Classic 500cc. Yeah, Bullet. Uh, yep, the Bullet. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the old Indian version. Now that the India bought the rights from Royal Infield, they make brand new Royal Infields in India that are properly like made. Um, but I had the shitty Indian made one, which had the opposite gears. Yeah. And so the gears are on the other the gear on the other side. On the other side, yeah, I would left, hate that. Left so, side. So let me guess. You said the mis- you did the same mistake as me. You were coming into a roundabout and you went to put your foot on the brake, and then you changed up gears because that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what happened to me. Well, <laughs> that happened to me at another time in Pakistan. So oh, really, um, where a truck was coming on the opposite side of uh, the road. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was, like, it was like, I didn't put my foot on the brake, did I? I put my foot on the fucking clutch. Um, <laughs> slid the whole bike sideways. The bike went underneath uh, between the two wheels and stuff and came off the other side off the cliff. Jesus. And my feet and stuff just landed just, just where the wheel was on the car, on the truck. Oh. And the, it's like, whew. <laughs> but my bike was down the cliff and it was like 40 metres down. I was like guess I ain't getting that. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, not as a cool a story as that, but I just can't deal with any change in cars. Every yeah. time you see me turning left, my windscreen wipers go off. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do, I can't even deal with the simplest thing. Like I've learned that way. I refuse any other variables. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I always thought oh, if I was a rich man, I, for some reason, I would get the old classic Royal Enfield, you know, because I think they are the perfect bike for India and the perfect bike for the city. I think to, to coast around Melbourne, a Bullet 500 would be my ultimate dream. You yeah. know, the, uh, the sound a, of them, everything. Still a tractor, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's yeah, just like it's yeah. slow at the lights. Yeah. But when you got that sort of, uh, you know, like the, the twisties and stuff, it's perfect. But it's, it's such like a beautiful running, bike, riding, though, you know what I mean? Like, you're never going to get rid of it and you're never going to get tired of looking at it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just find them interesting. The sound is incredible as well. That, that yeah. backfire. Yeah. I was a total tosser, though. I hired one in uh, India. Had had a denim shirt, and then I was smoking a uh, a beady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just down the highway in sunglasses, and there's just trucks of trucks of guys just past me going. There goes the coolest white man in India. You know, just, <laughs> smoking a denim. No helmet. Yeah, yeah. This guy stopped me, and he goes, "Great backfiring." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ruled, man. Yeah. So, man, that's crazy. So you, you bought you bought a Royal Enfield in Pakistan as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and just lost it down a cliff. Yep, lost it down a cliff. Um, yeah. Lucky enough, I had I was running out of money. Mm. Um, you know, and one of my friends, Wally DeBacca from Gautier, needed a VJ, and I VJ'd him for him before, so it was great to come back home to Australia. And then I was just like this video sort of like rock star that really? went around the world with him. And then I was like, fuck, I'm fucking tired of this. I want to go back on the road again. Yeah. And um, just this one guy came, uh, gave me a call up and he needed someone to come and shoot a travel show in Afghanistan. So I ended up going to Afghanistan and- How, how, do, you, how do you even, is this a dumb question? And, and is, how do you even get into Afghanistan? Is it, yeah. it ain't, it's not no, like you just go to Melbourne dumb Air, question Airport and just go, one ticket to Afghanistan, please. How do you even get in there? Like, isn't yeah. it still like a war country and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was still a war zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It isn't anymore, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, and basically, 
Um, they needed someone to help build the the film industry and stuff there, and so okay. you know, I had to buy a ticket to Dubai, and then I had to wait for my visa in Dubai for Afghanistan, and then there was a flight to Afghanistan. So Dubai Airport pretty much flies to every country in the world, so every war zone in the world it pretty much flies to. The only other <laughs> airport that's like that was Istanbul, um, and I lived in Istanbul for another six years, but um, I lived in Afghanistan for end up. I thought it was going to be one year, and I end up being there for six years. So, All right, uh, cool. Was <laughs> um, it in, was it intense? Like, I'm just so curious about the country. You know, um, was it intense? Uh, at times it was, and mm. at times it was kind of boring. But the best way to describe Kabul and Afghanistan was it was like you're at university and you do your work and stuff, but then you have that university sort of like party life. Yeah. So. All of the embassies and stuff are bringing free booze. You try and make sure you make friends with everybody so you can get invited to embassy parties. Oh, There's cool. free like food, free booze, all the alcohol you could ever want. There's great bars. Yeah. You know, the Swedish ambassador had what was called the Manhattan Bar and he actually designed his bar to an actual New York and sort of like bar and stuff. It had every drink in the world you could ever imagine. Um, <laughs> this is one, not the answer I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, it's like party paradise over there. I built yeah. a bar, it's sick. I mean, yeah, there was this place called Latmosphere and when I was about, um, yeah, literally within like my first month of being in Afghanistan, there was like a photo of me with two topless like French girls on either arm and I've got like two bottles of champagne and I go, <laughs> fuck yeah, I love Kabul. You know? um, and man, this is just, uh, this is just uh, what, a uh, couple of years after you filmed a documentary on female empowerment or something like that? Did you say, well, hey, hey, they were empowered. Like, they were empowered. They were jobs to women. They, got, they don't have the burqa on, they're good to go, you know? <laughs> That's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, stayed there for six years. I owned a whole bunch of dirt bikes. I owned the fastest motorcycle in Kabul, which was a Honda VFR 750. Oh, nice. And wow. um, I had fixed up this bike. I bought it for $3,000 in, in, um, from Pakistan and brought it over the border. It had Washington plates because it was stolen probably from the United States, brought to Dubai, shipped to Pakistan, then from Pakistan to Afghanistan to, you know. So, yeah, it had these number plates and stuff that were from Washington I, I always think that's where all the stolen bikes go. They go straight into a freight container and then they're just fucking gone to another country. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah. like if you rocked up, to, you'd just be all the best bikes ever for like two grand because they've just been flogged from somewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so so yeah. Let's let's get your life straight so far, okay? <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. You fall off a motorbike. You go to India. Then you, you you know you did you work in India? Yeah, I worked in India. So yeah, yeah, when I worked cool. in India, it was basically I just had my camera and I was just taking photos of what was you know for NGOs yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, what was happening and sell it for a few bucks here and there. Yeah. I worked as a DJ uh, yeah. down in Goa, met a whole heap of friends and stuff, went up to Manali, you know, there's yeah. heaps of, you know, basically ganja and just the wildlife sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, possibly yeah. do in India. I did just live that whole Shantaram life sort of thing. And then, um, you, then you go to Pakistan, you, f you, f you know, you fall off your motorbike again, then you're the, the video DJ for Gautier and then you go around the world then you are in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's. I just wanted to bring everyone up to speed. Yeah, because I'm that still is, baffled by. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. We're only tw 19 minutes yeah, 20 yeah. into this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, and I'm like, what? I was 29. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I was this might have to be a two-parter. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. 
<laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. So yeah, if in Afghanistan you got a VFR. Um, if is one thing I noticed when I was I'm, now I'm not comparing Afghanistan to India in any way, but I noticed in a lot of countries besides Australia, the the roads it's hard to open it up, you know, because like, there's a lot of people and you know I find Australia's got a lot of space and you can just get loose anywhere. Was that like Afghanistan or was it quite? Was it good to open it up around the roads there? Was it pretty fun? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking hectic, actually. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> There's yeah. heaps of fucking potholes. Yeah, but I was going to say the potholes yeah, would yeah, be yeah, the yeah. biggest On thing. a VFR, not too yeah. much travel as well. Yeah, yeah. It fucking <laughs> breaks your nuts. Uh, at one particular time, they actually rebuilt this road that went to this place called Bamiyan, which is the most beautiful place in Afghanistan. You should definitely go. Mm. Um, and I let it rip, and I was rolling at about 210. I hit this one pothole. And it felt like, like a soccer player had kicked me in the dick. And I had to stop, and I was, like, there for, like, 10 minutes. And then my friends finally caught up on their bikes. They all had 250ccs or 125s, so they were just trailing behind by ages. It's like, are you all right? Like, oh, no. I don't have fucking dick anymore. Like, also, how big's the pot? If you're flying at, two, at 210 or whatever, you shouldn't be touching anything for a while, yeah, you know? I'm surprised, Must be a massive yeah, I'm surprised you're still hanging on the handlebars. How was your hands? Did you break both your wrists? Or what's going on? Like, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that's crazy, man. Know. You just do it like every, I mean, I used to love dirt bikes, so you yeah. just fucking send it. Yeah, yeah. Um, at one particular time in Kabul, the, I was riding on the, hon, on the VFR and stuff, and then this police like, wagon comes up and they just want to, the Afghans, the Afghan police officers, some of them are real cunts and then some of them are just awesome dudes. Yeah. And they're just like, hey man, like, we just want to see how fast you can go. Like, you really want to see how fast <laughs> we can go? And they've got like, a, you know, they've got Toyota Rangers and stuff. It's like, all right. And then I had my helmet on. So I had a proper, proper helmet, had some proper sort of like racing levers. I was like, all right. I'll show you. Well, I went to about 270 kilometres on the airport road and there are about 240 sort of like rolling rolling behind and we get to this one. They were lucky enough like called in to the checkpoints ahead. Yeah. So the checkpoints ahead. No, She's getting a police escort. Police escort. <laughs> hey, we got a guy coming through and we're just seeing how fast he can sting it. Um, he's got about 270. You won't see him, but you'll feel the wind. But I was like, look at it. I was like, holy fuck, I am not going to. Like, there was actually traffic on this roundabout where this checkpoint is. I was like, I don't think I'm going to break in time. Break it through. The, I'm, I'm fucking have to too go, scared to I'm touch the brakes at 270. I'm like, Ugh. I'm going to have to go through this checkpoint. So, you know. Um, so I'm breaking and stuff, going through the checkpoint, like, oh, fuck. And then um, I go through the checkpoint, the police, like, let me pass and stuff, and I somehow managed to not crash into oncoming traffic. And I'm just like, and all the police officers are, like, coming over. It's like, oh, they're, like, clapping their hands. It's just like, it was, like, the best thing they had fucking ever seen. It's like, oh, best shack, best shack, you know. Yeah. Oh, can we ride your motorbike? I say, yeah, I think you could ride my motorbike because... I think I just shat my pants. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Imagine that at the end they go, and uh, yeah, here's your speeding fine as well, champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four million dollars. Yeah. Here you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like Kabul is this weird place where the police officers and stuff were, you know, they're, they're like some of them is like, you roll past, is like, oh, do you have any marijuana on you? Like hashish on you? It's like, no. Do you want some? It's like, <laughs> do you want to smoke some with us or stuff? It's like, yeah, I would be like, is this a trick? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't, but I do. <laughs> so yeah. whatever. And this is just twenty bucks on my dash. I don't know. What, you just do whatever you want with that. But yeah, you get busted for alcohol and stuff in your car and stuff, and they just grab it and just have a swig and it's like, 
give it back. <laughs> it was like, yeah. yeah this sounds go. like the coolest country ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one particular time there was, we had a music festival. It was called Sound Central. And me and the, one of the lead singers from this band, um, we went to, there was end up, we having a massive pool party. We're absolutely wet. I'm riding down on my old Triumph. She's on the back and stuff, basically wet T-shirts is off. She's just in a bra and I'm riding through all these checkpoints and, you know, we, we party on later on and in the morning I'm going past and I, you know, the checkpoint stops me and it's like, oh, you know, last night, you know, you were riding the motorbike with this, you know, beautiful woman on the back. It's like, <laughs> great, great, great boobas. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they, they put down a full sting track Like they got the nails across the road and stuff We just stop you to say, nice <laughs> Thanks yeah. brother, cool yeah. And you're like, oh I thought I was going to go to jail Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, we're going to put you in jail um, What's this Instagram? Of, uh, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, man, this, that's, that's awesome So uh, yeah, you, you, so you had a VFI and a Triumph over there Yep, had a VFI, um, had a Triumph Had a DRZ 400, a Suzuki um, I had an Iranian like one two five cc like Honda CB sort of like replica. Yeah. Um, had a few other dirt bikes uh, as well. I had an, um, an XT. And what else did I have? Um, what do you think of the the DRZ four hundred? Because um, I said to, I said to Nick the other week, I was like, man, I wouldn't mind getting that. And yeah. you're like, it's got no balls. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, I I, I heard it's got balls, but not as m- much balls as the WR four fifty. Okay. I heard that's a real arm ripper. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. And I thought, oh, I want to. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, I should just settle for a DRZ four hundred. Yeah. But then I thought, nah. Before I get any older. I want to be on a ball terror. Like, I want something that scares me. You know? Yeah, well, I was just like, man, I've got the DR650, same, yeah. similar parts, you know what I mean? There's a lot of crossover there. I was like, man, that might be easier. But I'm like, yeah, but imagine if it was just, you know, something different. Yeah. Or something more exciting. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the, the DRZ400 is fucking great for, like, you know, that quick, like, I've got to get the fuck out of here, like, yeah. you know, from zero to 60. Um, but yeah, when you go into 100 and stuff, it's like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, at one particular time, I think, yeah, we, me and another friend were going past, uh, you know, we realized this one t- checkpoint was actually run by the Taliban. We're like, fuck this. Yeah. And so we just basically slowed down and then we just went straight off. Oh. Um, we got shot at, everything, but we just kept riding. Shot at. Yeah, yeah. You're kidding me. I mean, that's when you realise how good of a rider you are because you're going to You're dodging make, bullets. <laughs> yeah, you're dodging bullets, but you're making every fucking turn and everything to, like, evade them. It's just like, you know, you're on full throttle. Yeah. You know, it's different probably from doing a motorbike, you know, yeah. um, like a motorbike race or something like that because a motorbike race, you just, you know, you're not, you know, you don't have somebody, somebody behind you to fuck you up. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, this, this is the only race that matters. <laughs> yeah. The race of living. <laughs> and yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm making a lot of speculations here. I've never been to Afghanistan or whatever. Um, you, you, you know, Australia is so regulated. If you buy oh, a motorbike God. or whatever, you know, there's, you know, all the owners, you've got to have it registered and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Was there... Uh, it's just a speculation as well. Is did, were people just like, "Hey, man, you're in a motorbike. So I've I've got this one here. I've stumbled upon or whatever. Like you can buy it or 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 a motorbike. I guess motorbikes aren't that big over there or whatever. If you had the fastest one in Kabul and it was a VFR, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, with those bikes and stuff, um, the best way to say it was like, there's only a few places you can actually buy them, and so. Yeah. These bikes are all stolen and basically brought over to Afghanistan. Uh, yeah. All Japanese bikes were all basically stolen. Yeah, right. Um, 
Yeah, so you don't have any ones that are kind of brand new. So most mm. of them are like from you know the nineties. Yeah. So I had a I had a Enholo as well, a Kawasaki Enholo. Um, I've which never is, even heard of that. What is yeah. that like? Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of a little bit my like my KLE, which oh, is yeah. why I like it so much. But yeah. yeah, it's like an adventure bike that you know nobody sort of ever really knows anything it about. It sounds like the uh, the Honda Varadero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what Stewie used to have. It was like the weirdest <laughs> bike you've ever seen, and you know it was like a one thousand. It looked like a super bike. Yep. Uh, with just a little bit of adventure. I think it was probably one of the first adventure ones. And a know? wild name as well, the Varadero. Dero. The Varadero, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, man, that's crazy. So you're in uh, Afghanistan for six years. Now, I'm just going to make a, uh, a judgment here. You were back into motorbikes. Was it the dodging yeah. bullets that gave it away then? Yeah. Yeah. Or the, uh, the four or five motorcycles in six years? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean we had, uh, we yeah. had a, like a group of us and stuff. We had a club. Mm. We had a club called the Carbon Knights Motorcycle Club. Um, <laughs> the Carbon I, Knights. I actually have a tattoo on my back. So unfortunately, yeah, you have to watch probably the video yeah, podcast, but yeah. I can show you guys the back tattoo if you guys yeah. want to see it. Oh, yeah. I would love to see it. Oh, definitely okay. want to see it. Yeah, 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 this, yeah. I would this, love. this is more reason to enjoy the video pod. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. So Here yeah, we go. Yeah, Man, yeah. We'll, we'll visually describe it. Yeah, All right, he's starting with his pants for some yeah, unknown yeah, reason. Yeah, I thought yeah, you said yeah. it was on your back there, champ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we yeah. go, here we go. Da, na, 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 oh, he's, he's got, na. Oh, that is sick. Uh, can, 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 you, can you flash around to that camera there? Yes. Oh, man. Dude. Was, <laughs> that fucking rules. I got that made in Kenya. I yeah. lived in Kenya for a short time while working in Somalia. And it's like, you know what? You can give myself a tattoo. Um, we can make it. Yeah, I'll just get a gigantic fucking couple nights tattoo. Yeah, why not? Fuck, oh, why right, not? So, so, it took 18 hours, but yeah. So now you're, uh, so for those who didn't so see yeah, it, once it's again, a whole back tattoo. Yeah, so <laughs> once again, definitely back into motorbikes. <laughs> yeah, yes. And also keep us up to speed on this. Um, <laughs> so did you go to uh, to Kenya after um, Afghanistan? Uh, I went to Kenya sort of in between. Oh, yeah. So yeah. basically, Afghanistan's like a love hate relationship. Yeah. Um, I call it the abusive husband. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, there are certain things that are absolutely shit about the place, and there's things that you can't change. Yeah. Um, I was part of an NGO called Skater Stand, teaching kids skateboarding. Um, Whoa. And so, you know, you see. Girls get who get sold off to prostitution, yeah. to early marriages. Just you know, this this shit sort of like fuck. You know, they're like family to me, and they were like given away. Oh um, man, oh, you know, that that sounds and terrible. It's like fuck. I just need to forget need to things. You know? Yeah, yep, yep. So um, there was a, there was a project in Somalia, and I got to actually ride a motorcycle in Somalia as well. Oh. Uh, I got to ride this dirt bike. I can't remember what type of dirt bike it was. It was just like, I just want to ride a bike. And my, my friend goes, oh, okay, I'll, I'll see if I can get you one. Yeah. I was working on this uh, music sort of program. It was part of this sort of counterterrorism sort of initiative program. Yeah. Um, and I just like, oh, you know, so we had to set up all these music festivals all in Mogadishu and there's Al-Shabaab, which is just as bad as, uh, just as bad as the Taliban. Uh, when it comes to, you know, just attacks and stuff that are happening all around the city. And, you know, they did send death threats. We are going to bomb your, you know, your, your festival. You know, it's like, fuck. But it's just like, you know, I turn up and stuff. And then, like, the, I had to go see the police officers and go see the main police chief. And he's like, you know, 
you can't really go around by yourself. Uh, you know, you need some sort of protection. It's like, I don't need any, really anybody. It's like, here, here's a handgun. So he gives me, you know, gives me a Glock, Glock 17. He's like, <laughs> you know, just bring it back to the police station when you're done. Um, yeah. These cops rule. Oh. <laughs> this is, so you're riding a dirt bike with a Glock. Yeah, I'm fully back in the, in between, you know, in the prison sort of like pocket, just in that back. Man, Man Australia yeah. sucks. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go here. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is a wet dream for most of the listeners of this podcast. This is but, a- you know, my fixer, he's just like watching me ride my motorbike and stuff. And my fixer's like, oh, I want to give it a go and stuff. It's like, all right, right, give it a go. It was like, he just over revs it and he revs yeah. it so hard it just flips up on one wheel and hits him straight, the handlebar hits him straight in his nose, breaks his nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, every Instagram video we get sent ever. Oh. <laughs> I, most people just over revving the bike. Right. Yeah. I, when I did the, I, I did a like, the motorbike course was at fucking to get the road license maybe five or six years ago. There was that lady straight away, just never been on a bike before, clutch out and then just straight in the air. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> I'm the same level as her apparently. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We're the same. We're kindred spirits, are we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're both doing this course together. Um, yeah, man. So that's awesome. So after Afghanistan, you've, you, you're filming there. You've owned a couple of bikes. And what, do you come back to Australia after that? Or? No, no, it, just, it keeps on going. Keeps on. Um, so, yeah, I, went, I became... More of a war photographer, and I kind of wanted to cover Syria and Libya and South Sudan. First moved to Dubai. Um, Dubai was kind of expensive and boring, but it was a great transitional place. And then most of my friends were in Istanbul, and most of them were covering Syria. Um, mm. So I moved to Istanbul. Istanbul was amazing. It was yeah. fantastic. Um, so there in Istanbul, when you, you moved there, because uh, were you doing video or photography there, and were you selling that to magazines or journalists? Is that was 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 that was happening or? Yeah, so yeah. pretty much I was just yeah working as a freelancer. Yeah, I sold all of this footage and photos. Yeah, uh, to you know basically whoever whoever yeah. needed it, uh, documentaries for whoever needed stuff in Syria that they couldn't get it. Yeah, um, and you know I was just I was lucky enough brown. You know, um, the best way to put it is you know. Uh, I either look Mexican, I look Arab, I look, you know, <laughs> but I don't look like a Malaysian, which is my actual her- heritage. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have picked that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say that, man. I didn't want to seem, you know, I, you know, but if I was in Afghanistan, I'm sure, or Libya or Syria or whatever, I probably would have got stopped a lot more, right? Like, uh, it must have been weird for them. They see this, you know, brown guy, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got an Australian accent. You're like, hey, how you going? Yeah, yeah, I don't sorry, know I don't speak the accent, the <laughs> yeah. language. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I rode a few motorbikes in Syria as well. Um, yeah. There was one, I mean, I became kind of famous uh, for a particular uh, event, which was uh, this battle in Kobani. And um, so this battle in this town called Kobani, um, ISIS was going to take it all over. And I was the only only journalist that managed to get across the border and cross over, um, and was documenting what was happening. And we thought we were going to fucking lose. Um, and then suddenly, all the American airstrikes came in, and you know they started uh, you know bombing you know all the actual targets of ISIS sort of encampments and strongholds. Um, and within that sort of time, they managed to get back Kobani. 
Um, wow. But, you and know, you're the only journalist there documenting all this. Yeah, so I had That's all the so access to cool. all of this, photos, everything. Um, and so people were just like, fuck, you know, who is this guy? You know, they're calling me up, contacting me. Yeah. You know, I'm giving these nonchalant stories and stuff. You know, bombs is like dropping by. It's like, oh, yeah, that was a bomb. And it's like, I'm back at, you know, sort of, yeah. sort of thing. It's like, aren't you scared? It's like, no, not really. This is my job, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and then at the same time, there's all these dudes and stuff. Uh, from the YPG, from um, and the Free Syrian Army at the time, they were together, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, oh, you know something about motorbikes, don't you?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." It's like, "Oh, come, uh, like so." They got all these like one, two, five CC sort of like bikes and stuff, and we're hot wiring them because everyone's fled and stuff, and you know, or there are ISIS bikes and stuff, and you know, they don't have the keys, or we got to find the keys of the dead person's corpse. Um, what? You know, so, you know, I just, just another day in the office, really. Yeah, I just, oh I, you know, we plug out the key, you know, the, the key part, rewire it and stuff. And, you know, you can jumpstart the bike and, you know, can ride it off. So, you know, we had our fleet of motorcycles and um, <laughs> so Whoa, and, and all your photos, by the way, for all the listeners, that most of the stuff is all on your Instagram. I had a little scroll yeah. through it before. There's some incredible photos in there. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, you know, check out Jake Simkin photos. Of course. Um, that's the at sign, you know. Um, yeah, I basically have content of motorcycles and war photography. Yeah, you know? but how, does it, how does, was that going from that to back to Melbourne now? You know what I mean? How yeah. do you go from hot wiring and looking for keys off a dead body to like, hey, does anyone want to go get a soy latte? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> that's difficult. <laughs> yeah, so, difficult. But you get, I get used to it. Um, and, you know, there's enough sort of, uh, I guess, I end up running into some amount of trouble here anyway, so. yeah. <laughs> it keeps myself busy. It's crazy, man. Do you um? Because I find that when you're a when you're a, a, a man, this can can apply to women as well. But I was talking to a mate who's a doctor, and he's a pedi- uh, pediatrics, so you know, delivering babies. He delivered babies for four years, and now he now he's uh, in the flying doctors. So he just gets called up like like he's James Bond or something. Yeah, and he yeah, loves yeah. it. He's like. Get on a plane. Get on a plane now. There's a baby that's got to be delivered. And he gets on that plane, delivers that baby, you know, on the plane or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I feel like a madman. Sure, there is a part of that, but you really don't get the relief till you've done it. Hey, were you you living it at Tommy? Like, yeah, I'm living the psycho uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger life. But at the time, you're actually quite stressed. Like, Brett and I got caught in the snow in Tasmania riding. And I... Loved it. I loved the scenery. I was like, as I was doing, I was like, this is the coolest adventure of my life. But then, two hours in, I was like, get me out of this fucking snow. <laughs> my hands are gonna snap off, you know. And then, uh, then we got to a, a basically an oasis in the middle of Tasmania that had a campfire, this pub, and everything, and we warmed up our hands. But I, I thought my hands would not come back. Did, but were you having fun at the time? You said you weren't scared. No, you're, you're no. kind of like having fun. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. this particular part of your brain that turns on, yeah. and it's just like, fuck, I gotta live. Like, I gotta fucking get through this, and I gotta do what it takes to just survive. Really? Um, and that's the one thing you probably don't really get here in Melbourne, yeah. or just living this like soy latte life or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's and it's complete sort of like oh so downer and stuff as well when you're not really feeling this urge or this movement, this movement in life sort of thing is like, oh, 
just got this stagnant sort of life of not doing anything. Because you know, your body would be in like, I'd assume, like a fight or flight mode because if you're in this war-torn country, you're going to be like full of adrenaline and you're like ready to go and ready to react. And then when you come here, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't have any of that anymore. I've got to get on the Harley and sting it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's why I have a chopper. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I know yeah, it's, it's a full like, circle back. Yeah. It's just and like, that's uh, why I have the crazy chopper. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, it was like, will this chopper work? <laughs> will it fall apart on me when I, you know, hit the brakes? And it's just like, hmm. Anyway. Yeah, excited, man, but, um, that is awesome. That is so crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky because yeah, like yourself, you probably experience this too, bro. I don't know. I I I, I experience this. I, I sometimes I do get really depressed, not about how bad my life is or anything like that, but not because just how fucking normal it is. Like sometimes I'm sitting there, but then last weekend, I bought a gas bottle, a barbecue cover. I trimmed the hedges. I was like, this is actually kind of gratifying, but it's only because the first time I'd done it in in a year, I'd say. The rest of it, every other weekend I'm doing gigs and on the Friday I fucking basically died in front at this Christmas party, uh, you know, in, uh, for a tiles company. Oh, you're doing a corporate Yeah, I was doing a corporate gig. But that's, that's the only thing that keeps me like, yeah, now you're in danger. <laughs> like this, you, you go to a gig in fucking Dingley Village and uh, there's a there's just Christmas party where everyone's having a good time and they're like, all right, everybody shut up. The comedian's on now. <laughs> and you're like, well, this is... That, that's our Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, co- yeah. Our corporates are our Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, this isn't Syria, but it's pretty fucking close, I've got to say, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Man, bullets uh, were flying there as well, trust yeah, me. Yeah. It's exactly that. It's like yeah. endorphins, like, I've got to get ready for this. I've got to be fucking great. I've got to be like on, yeah. on par. I've got to be... You know, fucking funny. I got to make people laugh. Yeah, I got. I just got to do all of this sort of thing. It's exactly the same as being a war yeah. photographer. It's like I got to tell my story. I got to tell my story to the world. I need people to know. Um, and it's really devastating when people don't really give a shit. So you know, um, and then you come home to a place like here in Australia and stuff. So I got diagnosed with what's called moral injury, where. Basically, you know, I just feel like the world is fucked and I need to do something about it. Yeah. Um, and then sitting like a, at a bar or just hanging out with mates is just pretty boring, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so I need to spice it up. I need to go on a motor. You know, and that was the thing, like motorcycles, especially like I, I just go on a motorcycle adventure. I just go and, you know, fix myself, basically. That's my best way of saying how I fix myself. I'm going yeah. on a motor ride. Most people want to come on rides with me anyway because they're just like, I'm just He's up a for, psycho. I'm up for something. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'm up yeah, for a yeah. Ride, you know? I'm I, I had that on Friday. The same, same thing. Not the barbecue soldier, but I was just like, man, I'm bored. I've just, you know, we didn't do anything all week. There's nothing exciting. None of the gigs scared me. And I was just like, on Friday, I was like, fuck it. It was a, whatever day it was, and I just got the bike and then I found this track. It was Powtown, like an hour away. And this guy said, there's a dirt road there. And I was just like praying to go see the dirt. And then I just had, it wasn't even crazy. It was like a four out of 10. I was just doing a, like a little hot, hot, like a climb up the side of this hill, but it was a dirt road. And I was just so happy, but I was, I even liked, I was like, normally I ride with Nick and that Nick's my safety net because he goes first and if there's something wrong, he can help me get out of it. I didn't have that and I kind of liked it. I was like, what happens if I get bitten by a brown snake? I was like, good, I hope I do get bitten by a brown snake. It'll yeah. make me feel alive, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then like all that excitement and adrenaline, that made, like kind of cured me. You know what I mean? I was like, I was back to feeling good about life again. It woke me up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, just so. men, we're all... Yeah. We're all like We could talk through our feelings Or we could go try and get bitten by <laughs> yeah. a brown snake You know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah man that's crazy So um, let's We probably Like I, 
you know, we could have just done three podcasts on Afghanistan alone, you being there. Um, but now you're back here. What motorbikes do you got at the moment? What motorbikes do I have at the moment? Yeah. I've got a 91 Harley that I've got to fix and get it done. Yep. Um, what is like it, a, a sporty or? It's a sporty, but yeah. I'll be making it to like a Japanese style sort of, oh. um, yeah. Yep. And then I've got my KLE uh, yep. 500, which I feel like when I finish the, the Harley and stuff and that's my daily ride, um, I'll be able to make the KLE into a Bossazuku. So I want a fucking gigantic fucking you know, back sort of seat. And I'm yeah. going to put the fairings above my, you know, above my light and stuff. And then, uh, you know, just do it all up, re- redo the whole bike. And uh, I'll give it back to my mate. So it's just like, oh, you know, finish with your bike. Yeah. Customised it. Here you go. Here's a Japanese boss Suzuki. He's got, he's got to go, what the fuck is this bike? <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and I've got this uh, 1971 Harley Davidson chopper, uh, which I bought because I've been dreaming about doing a road movie. Yeah. Uh, for a few years now and then like you know I started riding it during COVID time and I I end up going to Afghanistan last year um, I've come back I now have a wife and a, and a kid on the way um, but I'm determined that uh, uh, next year coming I'll be able to work on my road movie shoot all the stuff and then hopefully get some funding and be able to work on my movie well if you need plan. two jack stuntmen yeah, me yeah. and Nick know some guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. I need it's some. Us. I need some boys to get down to like Cape York. I think Man, you guys. We're in. We're, we're in. in. Seriously, yeah, yeah we're in. We're yeah. in. Yeah. Whatever the most shittiest dirt bikes you can find is. We've already got them. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> even better. Two thousand dollars from Bendigo XT six hundred. <laughs> Mine's like yeah, three yeah. grand. It's a pig. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, Done. that that's that's fucking awesome, man. So uh, yeah, you're just working on these bikes now. You work at the custom commune. Um, do you? Do you, I've, I've got a feeling you're a resident there. You're a uh, a bit of a guy who helps out. Um, yeah. I'm a yeah. long term. Oh yeah, yeah, Big, yeah, yeah. Started as a volunteer. Man. I work there. I don't work there anymore. Yeah. Um. So there's another thing called Oxford Street Garage. I work for Oxford Street Garage, which is for rental bikes. Um, yeah. So yeah, anybody that wants to rent a bike and stuff, we actually rented a bike to Guy Pierce. So yeah. Um, yeah so he came by and. Um, oh well, no, he doesn't come by to the commune. We have to bring the bike to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was going for his learners and stuff. It's like fuck yeah, Guy Pierce is a. Maybe I should hand him my you know my my script. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, oh, what was yeah, this? I just dropped this on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slip it into yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. the real story. Yeah, yeah. the real, the real madman. Yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. So, and- so, so yeah, you guys rent out motorbikes. What, 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 what uh, motorbikes do you rent out? So they're mainly Royal Infield. So oh, you got Royal what? Infield interceptors. We should get some more dirt bikes and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we do have a Harley Davidson eight eight three. And we got this. Um, we got these two little one two like uh, like two hundred like CBFs. Yeah. Um, one of them is doesn't work, but for some reason it gets. Booked out onto like models, like photo shoots and stuff with models and stuff. And so you got these like European models and stuff sitting on this bike that's not working. It looks good. What do you got a GB? I got yeah. a I got a 1987 GB250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be nice. in that kind of league, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh so, man, that's that's awesome. So uh, yeah, your plans are to make a ro- now. What? There's a couple of questions I got for you, right? Now yeah, you've yeah. got the you've got the K- KLE. The five hundred, yeah. What? Because we've got, I've got a XT six hundred. He's got a DR six fifty. There's only a limit of of power you can get out of these things, right? Yeah. That kind of engine, that simple engine. Have you done anything to the KLE to yeah. get it absolutely screaming, or you Absol- just yeah, or, or it just 
pretty ordinary uh no. Pretty ordinary power and you just rev the guts out of it, really. I just yeah. rev the guts out yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, partially it wasn't my bike. So I partially yeah. is like, oh, I've done it to a level that I find is acceptable for the road and what I like. But yeah. I got in my head, I'm going to give back to Benny this yeah. fucking ultimate bike. I'll, 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 you know, I'll make it much better than he probably will. will ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever yeah. do it. It was like, oh my God. Uh, yeah. You know, if it needs to be, you know, if I have to put, you know, and is there something about because I see a chopper and I think that would bore the shit out of me. It looks like it sucks. But then I was talking to a girl who had a chopper, and she's like, "No, it rules. It's there's a sound of it on the highway. There's something about it that makes it beautiful. Is that like loud, noisy? You know? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. And they rule. rattle as shit. They're not yeah, usually you that rattle. Good, you feel that shaking like while you're on your seat and stuff. It's like, yeah. fuck yeah, this bike might fall apart. And I might just. <laughs> I might just die, but I'm Man, dying. Nick's got the same feeling on his XT. I'm, you know? I'm dying yeah, yeah, yeah. at 100 kilometers an hour. And fuck, yeah. this is going to be the greatest thing on earth. You, yeah. know? you want to be this bawling fucking thing of, you know. Uh, I remember when I first fixed my Triumph in Afghanistan, this 1971 T100 Tiger, um, it kept popping flames. And it was just, uh, people would pr- describe me as like the ghost rider. I'd be like riding at night and just the whole the, the back sort of thing. I know where like, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fire just popped out of every. It was like, oh, great, God. mate. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up soon. But you have recently bought out a book. Yes. yes. Um, tell us about this book. So I went back to Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, pretty much, I spent six days there, and the Taliban took over. Um, the Taliban won. The US got out. Australia got out. We all, you know, left it, and the place got basically now under their rule. But peace happened to be there so there was no more checkpoints and stuff and i could actually ride i actually bought a motorcycle i yeah. bought a suzuki jebel which is a 250cc <laughs> oh dirt the jebel, bike. my favorite bike i've <laughs> never fucking heard of that <laughs> i know i was like how do you know this i've never heard yeah. of it the jebel jebel's kind of like an xt sort of thing yeah. um yeah it's got a kickstarter as well so at least you know the, most of the batteries and stuff in afghanistan for yeah. motorbikes are really shit so they don't yeah. last that long or they they explode or pop, but at least if you've got a Kickstarter, you can yeah. at least kick your bike and keep on going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, we travelled around, me and this other journalist, for four months. And, um, yeah, we basically documented everything. So it's, you know, about 132 beautiful photos by me yeah. and about 15 pages from my friend Holly. Um, maybe more. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's a big, gigantic um, coffee book. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where can, where can, where can people get it from? You got a website or something or um, bookshops? Or? We, I'll prob- I have a link actually on my Instagram, yeah. on my bio and stuff. So you can look at it, click on it. Um, what was your Instagram not, handle again? So my Instagram handle is Jake Simkin Photos. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. Make Just, sure you get around that, I'm, guys. I'm smelling a good uh, Christmas gift. Oh, me, man. Sounds great. For, for dad. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. My yeah, parents yeah. would love that. Yeah, yeah. I does would your, love it. Does your old man still ride or? No, my dad gave up riding. So, yeah. but he likes he likes looking at my bikes and stuff, yeah. and he's just like, uh huh. It's yeah. a common ground among men. It's yeah. like uh, why I ride as well. My dad, you know, he did, didn't really have comedy. Or he couldn't really latch on. I, I draw and stuff as well. He couldn't really get into that. Once I started motorbikes again, we're all in. That's all my <laughs> brother and my dad. I talked to my mum. Yeah, talking, talking. Then hands over the phone. Then it's motorbike talk for the next uh, half an hour to forty five minutes. So, man, thank you for coming on. Thank I'm, you so much, Brett. I'm going to call it. 
I think it's one of our greatest episodes. It is one of our greatest yeah, episodes. It's one of our so greatest good. episodes. Man, oh, you mean the guy with the back tattoo that got shot at while yeah. riding around Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Probably our lamest episode, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. What a nerd. Let's Don't get him back, off. Yeah. yeah, man, we'd love to have you on again. Uh, you got any stories or anything you promote, please please, please come us. back um, when you make your movie. Thank you so much, Jake. Thanks for coming Thanks, on, Jake. Definitely. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you, mate. Oh, I hit the wrong fucking button. 